Thankful, thankful for the Lord this morning. We appreciate the Lord so much today. God's good to us, and we're going to just uh, get into His Word this morning. And just uh, everybody that's uh, that's a Bulldog fan ought to be happy and ready to shout. We really whooped up on South Carolina, and that's a good thing. Uh, just calls it South Carolina. So, but. Uh, Anyway, you know, just uh, well, they say it's a good day to be a dog, I guess. So, but we're just glad to be in the house of the Lord. Whether they win or lose, God's good. So we're we're, we're thankful for that. And if you have your Bibles, I'm going to read uh, as quickly as I can here, and, and then get into this uh, lesson, a little instruction for us today. Um, Proverbs 26 and 20. It says, where no wood is, there the fire goeth out. So, where there is no talebearer, the strife ceaseth. I'm not about to even preach on what y'all thinking about. But I've got this scripture is going to lay the foundation for the principle that I want to preach today. Acts chapter 4. Starting at verse 9, there was a great miracle that precedes where we are right now. Of course, Peter and John going into the temple. Peter had taken a man by the hand and said, In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, rise and walk. And so everybody is excited about this miracle. We we'll know what's going on. And so Peter and John are being questioned about what's happening here. So Peter says, If we this day be examined, of the good deed done to the impotent man by what means he is made whole. Be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which is become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled. And they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. And beholding the man which was healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. But when they had commanded them to go aside out of the council, they conferred among themselves, saying, What shall we do to these men? For that indeed... A notable miracle has been done by them as manifest to all them that dwell in Jerusalem. We cannot deny it. But that it spread no further among the people. Let us straightly threaten them that they speak henceforth to no man in this name. They called them, commanded them not to speak at all nor teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered said unto them, Whether it be right, in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God, judge ye. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. And so now, today, I want to uh, preach a little while for this lesson. Keep the fire burning. Right. Keep the fire burning. Let's pray for the lesson today. Lord, we love you so much. We honor you in this house. We thank you, Lord, for the miracles many miracles that you have done in our lives. 
God, we thank you today for these things. Bless us now to receive your word, that it encourage us, strengthen us, instruct us, make us more like you. We ask it in Jesus' name. Everyone said amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning. What a great God. What a great God. You can be seated this morning. Thank you, thank you for being in the house of the Lord. So the reason that I opened with that first scripture was because there's a principle set there. And while in the teaching in Proverbs, he is speaking about uh, ending gossip and strife because of tailbearing, he makes the example where there is no wood, the fire goeth out. And so the principle is there that whatever fire you're trying to burn, if there is no fuel, it will go out. And if there is any fire we won't burn and it's the fire of our testimony of the things that God has done in our life but where no wood is the fire goeth out John the Baptist said I will baptize you with water but Jesus will come and baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire I don't want the fire to go out and so uh, the Proverbs the writer in Proverbs uh, said that he was saying where when a gossip or a talebearer will shut their mouth, when they'll stop talking, it's like, it's like removing wood from the fire and things will get better and things will go out. Well, it can go the other way. We have a voice. People in this life want to be heard. Oh, come on now. They, they, people want a voice. They, they definitely want to voice their opinion, uh, their agenda, their beliefs, uh, their voice. People's voice is what gives life to their movement. If, uh, if people are silent, then it goes no further. That's why the media will constantly post the same story over and over and over because as long as it's being voiced, it's going to be there. It's going to be doing what they intended to do. That's why, and, and some of that's not all bad. You know, we have uh, people now that, you know, podcasts have become very big. Our church has a podcast. My son has a podcast. We've got a lot of friends of ours that do podcasts. And uh, they're getting the message out of the gospel of Jesus Christ. They're talking about the good things. And so it's not that uh, you can't just always think when people are talking, they're talking bad. As the writer in, Hebrew, in Proverbs was giving us a principle that as long as there is a voice, whatever fire it's fueling will continue to burn. Uh, and so when our voice is for the Lord, it's just like putting good wood on the fire. You know, there's been old songs that put another log on the fire. Well, every day you get up, you need to put another log on the fire. You need to be telling people about the Lord and what he's done because if you get silent, one sure way to kill any movement, to kill anything, to, one sure way to stop uh, what the Lord's doing in your life or even in the church is to just, just be quiet. But we want to keep the fire burning. You notice that when Peter and John were being questioned, they testified to the fact that, uh, hey, you know that Jesus that you killed? It's by him and faith in his name that this man stands here whole today. And, and so they get together and said, all right, we got to figure out how to stop this. You know what the answer was? It wasn't just to kill them. 
because that wasn't going to stop what was going on. He said, let's command them not to speak anymore. Don't say nothing else about this miracle. Don't say nothing else about Jesus. Just quit teaching, quit preaching. Just shh, hush, and this will die down. They knew if we can stop these men, we, we know they're unlearned. They, you know, they, uh, they, they're not educated men. They're not rabbis. They're not teachers in the synagogue. But I can tell by the way they talk that they've been with Jesus. And so we need to silence them. We need to stop them. But if we kill them, we make them martyrs. And, and, hey, listen, and death don't stop the voice. The Bible, the Bible says of Abel by faith, his offering that he gave God accepted that and was appro approved his offering and said, and even though Abel's dead, yet he still speaks. In other words, people are still talking about what Abel did because of the faith and the righteousness that he had in the offering he did. So just him being dead, Cain killed him, but it did not stop his story. And so I don't want us to be quiet today about the things uh, that God has got for us. A fire needs something to burn. It needs fuel. It needs something to kindle onto. And, but it also needs oxygen. You know, you can, uh, uh, Jesus, this is, is pretty good. He said, we're the light of the world. We're not a flashlight. Uh, we're not a lamp that you can flip on and off. He, he, he compared us to a candle. He says, uh, a candle that you light and set in a room where everybody can see it. And, and a candle has a wick and that's, so that's fuel for the flame that you light it with. It, it'll burn as long as that wick is there. But, but he said, but no man lights a candle and puts it under a bushel. Because you ever know, you put out candles and you put that lid back on the jar. Even though the wick is still there, you just watch the flame get smaller and smaller because you took the oxygen from it. So it ain't just enough to have the fuel you got to have the oxygen. You know what happens when you take oxygen away from fire? Dies. You know what happens when you take oxygen away from you? So we don't need to be acting like dead men. The old pirates said, dead men tell no tales. The Bible says the dead praise not the Lord. But the Bible tells me I should be blessing the Lord at all times and his praise should continually be in my mouth, I ought to always be putting a little wood on the fire when it comes to living this life for the Lord. People need to see the Holy Ghost alive and burning in your life. When he said, let your light so shine, he said, keep on feeding the fire. Keep the fire burning. A lot of people think just because they've got an experience that the fire is burning, but if you're not telling anybody about it, who knows? It won't work like that. That's not the way it's supposed to work. It didn't work like that in the Bible. They did not do that. People told others, this is what Jesus has done. We are not dead. We are alive. The Bible says we are alive unto God. One writer said we are lively stones. And Paul said now that we've been resurrected in that water said we are walking in the newness of life we are alive and we cannot be silent about the miracle that Jesus has done in our life 
We cannot be quiet about the change that he brought about in our life. How will anybody have faith? How will anybody know that there is a Savior? How will anybody know that they can be rescued? How will anybody know if they can't see the fire? You know, in the old days, they used to have places where they would have signal fires. They'd be on mountains miles and miles apart, but they'd have a watchman over there, and if they saw an enemy, they would light that fire, and people could see that fire. But if there was no fuel there, or if they just didn't light the fire, the enemy could just come right on in. And we never knew because we didn't see the light. We didn't see the fire. And, and it'd be a shame for someone to meet us in glory and say, you know, I never knew because you never talked about the Lord. I never knew there was a God that could help me because you never said nothing. Friend, I want the fire to burn in my life. I, I don't want to pretend that I'm dead. I want to be speaking about the name of the Lord. The enemy wants you to, shh, just don't talk about that. You got yours now. Just bundle it up inside and bottle it up and just put the cap on it and don't get crazy. You know, don't be talking about Jesus everywhere you go. The world doesn't want you to talk about him. They took prayer out of school. They don't want the wood on that fire. They don't want them lights shining in the school. Uh, they, you know, they try to silence us everywhere we go. It's, it's tough to be a real Christian today, if you talk about the Lord, you get in trouble, they mock you, they make fun of you, they do anything they can to hush you. Just shh, want you to stop. And I know there's a lot of causes in this world that, that people are, are talking about. And they should. There are things that should be talked about, yeah. But there's no greater cause than the cause of Christ. There's no greater cause than the gospel. Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. He, he said, I'm going to preach Jesus Christ and him crucified. He said, I'm not very eloquent with my words. It don't have to be because you don't have to be eloquent talking about what Jesus did for your life. You don't, hey, you can have a, a, a good old hick accent and still tell people about Jesus. You might not, we were talking about that this morning. So you might not be good at foreign languages with this kind of accent. But you can tell people about the Lord. Uh, uh, you can still uh, talk. You can, you can talk about ain't Jesus good. I mean, you can say, people get what you're talking about. You don't have to say, isn't Jesus so lovely? Uh, well, he is. Uh, but I can say, ain't he lovely? Ain't he wonderful? Yeah, and, and, and I can say it in this good old uh, uh, Georgia Southern accent, whatever it is. Uh, that I have, I don't know, but, but it's, it's not about the dialect, it's about the words you're saying. And I'm glad today that I can put wood on the fire about my testimony that somebody can understand uh, Hey, that he's still. Uh, I don't want them to just think, well, he got something back in 1993, but what's he got now? I want them to see that fire still burning. I want that. <laughs> you, you used to amaze me when I was a kid in Covington, I don't know if this thing is still there or not. There used to be this uh, thing right there off the square. You remember that flame that burned and that little, little like a vase and a flame? Uh, it was always burning. It didn't matter when you went by, and I used to think, man, that fire never goes out. I don't even know if it's still there. I don't even remember what it represented or anything. It doesn't really matter. Uh, but it was just amazing to me as a kid that as I grew up, I, every time we'd drive by, I'd always look to see, hey, that fire's still burning. It's still, it's still going. That's the way. I want people to see my life. And man, he, you know, he was talking about that back in 1993, and he's still talking about it. 
I was sure it wouldn't last, but the fire's still burning inside of it. But hey, but nobody knows if I don't keep putting wood on the fire. We've got to keep putting wood on the fire. We've got to keep telling people about the Lord. Uh, the Bible says our God is a consuming fire. People need to see the fire of the Lord. They need to know that God can still consume them, take care of them, make something great out of their life. We live in a world that, like I said, there's so many causes. We want to save everything. You know, save the planet, save the trees, save the elephants. Yes. And I believe I love animals. I love animals. I People that are cruel to animals, shame on you. Uh, they shouldn't be. Uh, you know, uh, I, I don't understand that cruelty, what I'm talking about. Because uh, I'm a hunter, so I'm not against hunting. I say I'm talking about cruelty. So, but we, we, you know, but it's, everything's got a cause. Everything's got a reason. And they got celebrities talking about it. You know, they, they, they hire people because their voice will be powerful. And their voice will get people's attention. And their voice will really move this thing. And, but, man... There's no greater voice than what God has given us and the church proclaiming what he's done and the church speaking who he is and the church uh, standing up and singing his praises and, and lifting it. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, how, how do we lift him up? How do you lift him up? You, you got to tell somebody about him. How do you magnify? Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. That's what Peter was doing. He was exalting his name. He said it was his name, the name of Jesus and faith in his name. That's why this man stands here whole today. And he don't just heal. He said, neither is there salvation in any other name but the name of Jesus. So it ain't just about the miracles of physical healing, but it's what he can do for your soul. It's what he can do for your eternity. And somebody needs to know that, but who is putting wood on the fire? I don't want to just, I think some people treat their walk like a big lighter. As soon as they get around other church people, I want my brothers and sisters to see my light shining. Boy, I, I, I just got to school. Oh, oh, as, as my pastor. Ooh, I'm going on vacation. <laughs> Let me get with you for a while. Listen, listen, friend. God didn't give you a, 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 a big lighter. He didn't give you something that would run out. He said, this, he said, this fire can burn. But we got to get as where there is no wood. The fire goes out. That can be when he's talking about gossip or it can be talking about your testimony. Yeah, yeah, the, your testimony has no weight if you're not talking about it. Who knows you got one if you're not talking about it. You've got to tell people. And if everyone, uh, you know, would just get behind the cause of Christ and talk about him, you know, all these other causes in the world, they just start disappearing because there'd be no need for them. Because if everybody would just love the Lord and serve the Lord, we wouldn't have no problems like this. It, it, things would begin to uh, disappear. We don't have to worry about all these other causes that, that, you know, <clears throat> that are overtaking this world. We could just 
preach the gospel and love everybody and, and just be in peace and home. Live, live peaceably as much as it lies within you. We can just live peaceably and let brotherly love continue. But since we have people who don't like Jesus, that's, we've got to tell people about Jesus. Mm. We cannot be silent. Ecclesiastes 3 and 7 says that there is a time to keep silent, and then there's also a time to speak. You know, people talk about everything that's bad, talk about everything else that goes on in the world, and as soon as Jesus does something for them, they don't say nothing. Well, don't get quiet now. Oh, you, were, you weren't quiet when uh, whoever you voted for didn't get elected. You weren't quiet. Oh, now. You, you weren't quiet when they said, we're going to pass this or pass that. Yo, you, were, you, weren't quiet. you weren't quiet when they was taking statues down and, and oh, oh, pastor, don't start. Don't, oh, yeah. Oh, yes, we'll post about that. We'll talk about that. But when have you told somebody that Jesus filled you with the Holy Ghost? I'm so mad they're erasing our history. They ain't erasing nothing of mine. Let me tell you about my history. My history was repentance and baptism in Jesus' name and being filled with the Holy Ghost. If you're expecting this world to act right, then you just go on expecting it because it ain't going to happen. If we would get our mind more on the things of God and more on the kingdom of God. I, I know you some, some of y'all like. You know what? Uh, yeah, I, there, even in my hometown, things that I used to see that were there, they've removed those things. And I thought, man, that's, that's silly to me. It's just silly. Uh, it makes no sense to me. But you know what? I don't care. I ain't going to sign a petition or write about it. So, so what? I, they took it down. So what? Did, did you die when they took it down? Did you lose your job when they took it down? Did you lose money? Did, you know what you lost? You lost sleep. You probably lost some friends on Facebook because you said something about it. But you know what? what if, just mad typing. What about just going, man, this is the day that the Lord has made. And I'm going to rejoice. Well, the Bible says that if you're going to be a good soldier of him, you won't get tangled up in the affairs of this life. Right. Right. Be careful about getting yourself tangled up in all these causes going on in the world. I got to move. But I'm telling you, you know, we, we can be so ready to voice our opinions about everything that's, I don't like that, I don't like them, I don't like this, I don't like that. The Bible says not to speak evil of nobody. And it's hard. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm saying it's hard for me. I see things that our leaders do in this world, and I'm like, you know, I, I feel it too. But then I read scripture, and, and I'm like, mm, yes, sir. Yes, Lord. Speak evil of no man. Speak evil of no man. Speak evil of no man. It says, it says it. It's the Bible. What are you going to do with it? Erase it? 
blotted out. You can't. It's forever settled. God meant it. He meant what he said. Don't speak evil of nobody. <laughs> he meant it. So, yeah, there's a time to be silent. It's when you feel like starting drama, be silent. When you want to gossip, be silent. When you want to lie, be silent. Come on. When you want to backbite and tail bear, then we'll be shh. Because where there's no wood, the fire goes out. But when God blesses your life, that ain't a time to be silent. If you love the Lord, that ain't a time to be silent. If he filled you with the Holy Ghost. You know, maybe that's why God said, you know, this is, this is why I'm going to, this is going to be the evidence. You're going to speak with other tongues. You're going to speak with other tongues. That's why people, they're going to know. They're going to hear something. Coming, and that's how they'll know you got the Holy Ghost. So when you shut that up, how do they know you got it? Maybe they wasn't there when God filled you, so how do they know you got it? How do they know that it's in there? I'm not talking about they've got to hear you speaking with tongues all the time, but they ought to hear you speaking about that gift that God. You've got the Spirit of God. Hello? That ain't something you get because you joined a church. That's what you get because you believed in the one that died for you and rose from the dead. The Creator, the Savior, put His Spirit inside of you it's going to take you off this planet one day and we can't even tell people about it. Mm. You're a little ornery today, Pastor. <laughs> you have no idea. No, I'm not ornery. I'm not. Hmm. But... It seems like everybody else gets to talk about every other thing. And, and, and we, we've kind of just sit, sit back and said, God, we'll, we'll open the do doors on Sunday. We'll turn the lights on, and then you push them on in. I wonder how many people would come if we just said, hey, come, come with me. Or I wonder how many people would come if we'd start talking about the miracles that we've seen or what God's done in our life. This is not the time to be silent. This is not the time to hold back on putting wood on the fire. We don't want this wood to go out, this fire to go out. The time to speak about the Lord is always. The scripture says, be ready always to give an answer. Uh, so to tell people about the hope that lies within you, you ought to be ready always. They're like, oh, God created an opportunity for me. And I, I like that when do, God does that, but... Hey, you know, he gave me the opportunity to tell somebody when he gave me a voice. He gave me the ability to speak. And so anytime I bump into somebody, that's opportunity. Well, it's not convenient. But it's always convenient. Anytime to tell somebody about the Lord. Tell them what he did. Just, man. Jesus loves you. Speak something into their life. Put some wood on the fire of your testimony. Put some wood on the fire of the gospel. One writer said, man, his words were like fire shut up in my bone. Put some wood on that. Let that, once you've been born again, born again by the word. Uh, and if that word is like fire, we were born again, the Holy Ghost and fire. It, it just, you see it everywhere, but there is a principle
in Scripture that's true, that if there is no wood, the fire goes out. It was happening everywhere in the Gospels. In Mark 128, when Jesus had, had, had done a, a miracle, man, it said that the fame of Jesus, and when they began to talk about what, we've never seen anything like this, they began to talk about it, it said the fame of Jesus spread, just took off. In Mark 1, 44 and 45, Jesus had healed this guy and he said, hey, don't say anything to anybody, but go your way. Just show yourself to the priest. Offer for thy cleansing those things which Moses commanded for testimony unto them. But he went out and began to publish it much. Blazed abroad the matter. He told people what Jesus did. The Lord says, just let's just keep this on the down low. He said, mm-mm. This is too good to keep to myself. Published it. Blazed it wrong, so much that Jesus could no more openly enter into the city, but he had to go out into the desert places. He, he, everybody knew about Jesus, and when he showed up in town, they didn't even, look, they didn't even have texting. You know how people all over town knew it? Here he comes! Here he comes! Hey, 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 he's coming, he's coming. Door to door. He's coming, he's coming. Who's coming? The guy that opened blinded eyes. The guy's casting out devils. The guy walking on the water. He's coming. You think, well, just one or two. He said, he can't even go into town. I can't go, I can't go to town no more. I got to stay out in the desert. So I said, I go into town. They throng him. Because, what? Hey, here he comes. Here he comes. In Mark chapter 2, verses 1 and 2, he went to Capernaum for some days. It was noised that he was in the house. I seen him. He went in that house. And as soon as that spread, straightway many were gathered together. Just left their food on the table, stopped washing, left the pots at the well. Just straightway many were gathered together. In so much there was not enough room to receive them. Not even about the door. And he preached the word unto them. When they heard he was in that house, this is about the man that they had to tear open the roof and let him down. When people knew that Jesus was there, other people, they started showing up. Because people said, that's the place where I meet the Lord. That's the place where miracles happen. That's the place where your life is changed. And if we would point back to our church, if you anywhere, or to the church, you know, you know, people that live in other towns, and other, they can't come here. That's fine. They don't all have to come here. Let them go. But, but just tell them, if you'll go to a church where they worship God, where they preach the truth, where you'll meet Him, you will meet Him, and He will meet you, and your need will be met. In Mark 5 and 20, there was a man that was delivered of a legion of devils. He wanted to ride back with Jesus leaving. He said, oh, I'm going to go with you. He said, no, what I need you to do is go back and tell everybody. He said, I want you to go tell everybody what I've done. 
has been, ha what happened? They know, they're going to see you and they'll be like, what happened? Well, you know, when it, it is evident, often just by sight, when people know how bad your situation was, okay, something's different. But how do they know if you don't tell them? Maybe he got into a program. Maybe he just got some sense. You know, or maybe Jesus had something to do with this. And so he left Jesus and he began to publish. This is what happened in the scriptures. When people were so glad about what Jesus done, they would publish. And he said, he told everybody in Decapolis how great things Jesus had done for him. And all the men did marvel. People were just, oh, what? He can do that? He casting devils out of you? He's the one got you wearing clothes again and acting right? That's what it is? I mean, people, you can say, oh, no, I, I've been clean for 10 years. How, Jesus? He can do that? Hey, I ain't had a, a drink since 1993, and I drank every day. Oh, you go to AA or something? No, I went to Jesus. And I ain't against AA if somebody, you know somebody goes, I ain't against that. But I ain't going to stand up nowhere every day and say, hey, nice to meet you. I'm an alcoholic. The old things have passed away and all things are made new. And when you go to the Lord, well, you just tell somebody, yes, I used to drink. I used to smoke dope. I used to lie. I used to steal. Like, you don't do that no more? Why? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Because when you get in him, you're a new creature and old things have passed away. All things are made new. Praise God. But we need to publish that. Tell it. Blaze it abroad, like that man said. Just, you know what a blaze is? That's a fire. Set a fire. You know, out, out in Colorado, they don't want you to have campfires. <clears throat> Sometimes you have to have them if people are freezing to death. Yes, you had to be there on the men's trip to understand what I'm talking about. But the reason is because one little ember and thousands of acres are gone. The Bible says what a great big old fire that tongue can kindle. The Bible says no man can tame that tongue. That's concerning, I think, ugly stuff. It's amazing that men have learned how to pull the reins on talking about the good stuff. Oh, it can, that, but that, see, that tongue can bring a roaring fire. It don't have to be bad. It can be good. Yeah. <laughs> when people see you, that, it, you, know, you ought to talk about Jesus so much that when people see you, they go, mm-mm. I done hurt. I, you know, they see you coming in the lunchroom. They're like, oh, I'm finished. I'm done. I've got to get out of here before they sit down. Don't let, they be going down the other aisle at Walmart running from you. Some do that already because it's a sour. They don't want to talk to you, but <laughs> it's true. It's true. But uh, talk about Jesus so much they want to run from you. We need to talk about him. Oh, I'm, I'm doing good on time. The fame of Jesus as he walked the earth spread by word of mouth. There was no email. 
There's no satellites, no texting, no FaceTime. People just began to tell other people, I have seen a man cast devils out. I have seen a man raise people from the dead. I have seen a man feed 5,000 men, women, and children with just a few fish and a few loaves. It's incredible. You can't believe the things this man is doing and the things he is saying. People just telling what he had done. You know, Lazarus, his testimony was so powerful that the Jews didn't only want to kill Jesus after that, they wanted to kill him too. So we got to silence this. Uh, that man, he wasn't just laying on the bed in his house. He was wrapped up like a mummy in a tomb, smelling bad. He was gone, and now here he is sitting at the table, and everybody said people were coming to see Lazarus as much as they were to see Jesus. We want to see this dead man that's living again. We want to see about that. And, and people were believing because they would see the miracle that was done. And, and uh, I don't know how many times Lazarus told the story. Oh, it's very short. It was dark, and I heard Lazarus come forth. Here I am. I mean, it was very short, but it was powerful, and it was true. This is what he did. Today we need to publish it, proclaim it, and noise it abroad. People will come to Jesus because of what you say. But people may never show up because of what you don't say. Somebody's looking for what you got. Somebody's looking for what Jesus can do. One of the famous healing miracles we read about in the scripture, Mark 10, Bartimaeus, blind, never seen Jesus in his life. He never saw a single miracle. But evidently he had heard. It says when Jesus and the people, they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples, a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. It says when he heard, that it was Jesus of Nazareth. So somebody was saying, Jesus is coming, Jesus is coming, Jesus is coming. He heard them say, now if he don't know nothing about Jesus, who's Jesus? But instead his reaction is, Jesus! <laughs> Have mercy on me. But the only reason he knows to even seek Jesus for that is because he has already heard. This is what Jesus can do. This is how he operates. He heals. He delivers. He sets free. He does. When you think there's nothing that can be done, Jesus comes through every time. He'll make it happen. The only way he could have known and got so adamant, excited. You, know, you read the scriptures, so they try to silence it. What, shh. But he said, oh, I'm not being quiet. It's Jesus. He's coming. Somebody told it, faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word. We need to publish what he's done. It'll build faith in people. Don't let anything or anybody silence you today. Don't let this world hush you up. No, no. If we want to see and experience more than we've ever seen, we've got to start telling it. You know what used to excite me when I first got in church? 
Because, man, some of those elders telling me all these stories that make you not be able to sleep at night. Oh, yeah, they tell you some stories about angels and stuff showing up in the bedroom and all kind of things happening. And, boy, make your hair stand up. You didn't want to shut your eyes at night. You was like, hmm, sleeping with the light on. But it was exciting. It was just like, wow, things that they would see. And then we begin to see those things, too, and realize, man, it's true. It's It's amazing. You tell some things, people go, I can't believe that. I can't help if you can't believe it. It happened. We were in Israel. Come out of that water. Some of y'all have seen that picture. Some of you may not, so you don't know what I'm talking about. But um, I don't have time to tell that whole story. We're we're running down. But but there was a miraculous event caught on camera. And so we would, I would tell it, testify about it, and people say, that ain't real. You photoshopped that. Church people saying that. What? Why? Why would I Photoshop it? Why would I make this up? So, yeah, I, I don't talk about it as much anymore because I got tired of people going, I don't believe that. But it was the truth. I need to tell it anyway. People don't tell them the things that seem like there's no way that happened. Because you know it did. I can't help it what you believe. I was there. Doesn't change what you believe. It's truth. If we want to see and experience these things, we've got to tell it. The Bible says, 2 Corinthians 4 and 13, that we have this this, uh, same spirit of faith according as it is written. It's written in Psalms, I believe, 116. It says, I believed and therefore have I spoken. So Paul went on to say, we also believe and therefore speak. He said, what's written is what the psalmist said, I believe and therefore I've spoken. He said, but we've got that same spirit of faith. We also believe and therefore we speak. We've got the same spirit of faith that Peter and John and Paul and all these other ones had. So we should also be speaking about what God is doing. Because it is absolutely true where there is no Wood, the fire goes out. The enemy would love to steal your fuel, put out your fire, but you keep preaching, keep praying, keep crying out, lift your voice, shout to God, keep speaking in his name, keep talking about love and mercy, praise him, worship him. Do not let your voice be silenced. Don't let the fire go out. uh, My music can come. Psalm 66 and 8, and you can stand with me. The psalmist said, Oh, bless our God, you people, and make the voice of his praise to be heard. Oh, bless our God, ye people, and make the voice of his praise to be heard. Come, in verse 16, come and hear all ye that fear God and, and I will declare what he hath done for my soul. In other words, anybody that will listen, I will tell you what God has done for my soul. 
We talk about revival. Well, listen, revival, hey, that ain't just for saints because that ain't revival. That's just everyday church. Revival's going to be when people that have heard what the saints have got start showing up. And they find themselves in an altar getting what we've been given. Praise God. How'd you know to come here? Oh, I heard a guy over on campus talking about it. I heard a young lady over at the campus talking about it. I heard somebody at my job talking about it. Praise God. I want to I continue to do. There'll be opposition, but there's always opposition. In the scriptures, there was always opposition. You, you, you read it through the book of Acts, you'll see where they were uh, even beaten and commanded, don't teach anymore in that name. They said, but they, they ceased not. They ceased not to preach and teach in the name of the Lord. Isaiah 62 and 6 says, Ye that make mention of the Lord, keep not silent. If you make mention of the Lord, don't, don't, ever, don't ever be quiet. Just keep on, keep on, keep on. Continuous in prayer, continuous in your praise your testimony, whatever it is you do, speak the things of the Lord. Keep the fire burning. Let's lift our hands and pray together. Lord, we love you so much. Thank you, God, for your goodness, all that you do. Lord, we love you. You've done so much for us. Lord, I know that the word tells us there were so many things that you did that even the books of the world can't contain it. Lord, we can't even call to remembrance the, the many days of mercy that you've shown and had on us. But Lord, we want to be careful always to praise you and give you glory and give you honor. We want to let our light continue to shine in this world. Oh, God, help us today to be the people with a voice, people that will cry out, people that will not cease to make mention of all the good things you've done. Help us to keep wood on the fire. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, give him a hand clap of praise. A shout. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. Boy, when you, when you use that voice, things happen. Isaiah said, man, the door of the post, the post of the door moved at the voice of them that worshiped. Things start moving when you use your voice. It wasn't their dancing. It wasn't their, it was their voice. Because they were saying, holy, holy, holy. They were worshiping him. You can't lift your voice to him without feeling it. And let me tell you, other people will feel it too. God bless you. Let's find a place to pray before the next service. It's going to be a good service in Jesus' name.